Hey guys, this is D. Williams with This Comics Life. This is the first podcast showing you what it takes to be a comedian week by week. I am going to be recording all of my open mics showing you what works, what doesn't. All right, this is episode one. Again, this is D. Williams, your host of this podcast, This Comics Life. Thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This is the first episode of many episodes. I definitely appreciate everybody that has tuned into this first episode. Thank you again. I have uh, no advertising or any type of thing like that. So hopefully, who knows? If you know me already, why are you listening? <laughs> you should be hanging out with me. Call me up, man. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> so if you do know me uh, outside of this podcast, definitely call me up and uh, tell me why you're listening. Or, or tell me in a good way. <laughs> but if you're not, uh, if you don't know me outside of this podcast, thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and uh, yes, this is the origin story of the podcast, This Comics Life. Uh, the title was thought of by my lovely girlfriend. I will remain her uh, nameless, but she will just be called Girlfriend, and <laughs> I will uh, talk about her such. So anytime when I say Girlfriend, uh, it is obviously that. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess I should just l tell you a little bit about uh, what brought me to this point in my life. Uh, I'm 34, uh, living in Long Beach, California, so I guess that is a good, if any, place to uh, start my stand-up career. Uh, a lot of open mics that I've already started have been in the uh, OC and LA area, so I definitely... Thank you for having tons of open mics around. <laughs> that is one good advantageous thing about uh, living in Southern California is that there is no shortage of trying to get on stage and make a fool of yourself. <laughs> and I am definitely done that so far. So uh, right off the bat, I should tell you the first recording that I'm going to be playing for you this week is from the second time I actually went on stage. So what happened was, <laughs> in my infinite wisdom, I went on stage for the first time, and I had an all right set. It was actually not that bad. For a first time, I guess it was pretty good. But for whatever reason, I didn't record it. And then, of course, the guy that was hosting asked me if I did record it. And, of course, I said no and felt like that was my first lesson in open mics and comedy in general is always record your sets. Always record everything that you do just for your own thing and as well as if you want to someday make a podcast out of it like myself. <laughs> but I felt that's the, the real reason why I wanted to do this podcast in general was to show you the the inside outs of what it takes to be a stand-up comedian and show you the the pitfalls and the also the 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 triumphs you know hopefully that that will happen throughout this show and i do believe that you know this first recording that i'm going to play has some some jokes that kind of hit i do a little bit of crowd work uh i do also some 
jokes about the girlfriend that might not really work and I'll definitely get into that after I play it but uh it is one of those things where this is a a work in progress this is a thing that's gonna take weeks if not years to perfect and hopefully this will show you what it in fact takes to get you know and really good in this in this world and I have no uh inclinations that it's going to be easy this is definitely not going to be easy and i think this is why i have a podcast to kind of uh, vent off of those frustrations because right now i am scared shitless to be doing this it is one of those big fears of myself and it's like most everybody you know who wants to get up and and do public speaking not only public speaking but try to make people laugh from week to you know how mind-numbingly scaring is that and i'll let you know it is very mind-numbing scary <laughs> very scary but my one of my first jokes is kind of talking about that because i try to play it off like you know i always thought to myself you know if instead of trying to like just show fear why don't you, you know talk about the fear so at least uh some of my first uh i guess two minutes is kind of addressing that but it goes into a different area, <laughs> and I swear, like, uh, some of it is uh, written, and some of it is definitely just right off the cuff, like, uh, I don't know what I'm saying, and uh, hopefully it'll be funny, <laughs> and uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll just uh, tell you, it is, in in retrospect, definitely something that I might need to go over again, <laughs> but uh, a little bit about my uh, my history i guess of uh stand up uh i guess what really really got me into it or wanted me to start it is uh my love for radio kind of fizzled out uh i w- worked in radio uh throughout college as well as a little bit after college and had some really great experiences and and wanted to do a lot of really cool things in radio and unfortunately like most things it goes the way of the dodo. <laughs> and maybe someday we can now replace dodo with radio. <laughs> it almost sounds the same. You could just say radio instead of dodo. So it went the way of radio. <laughs> and unfortunately, like that saying, I was in radio. And when you went the way of radio, you no longer are in radio. <laughs> so, of course, you have to find other ways to... uh you know, try to entertain and be in the realm of what is still relevant and what medias are relevant. So stand-up and podcasting are, I guess, still around. So why not try to do both? And why not try to start doing it from the beginning and have you be there from the very first start, you know? Have me suck. Have me show you that I suck. And then someday... Hopefully in the next few episodes or somewhere down the road, you'll see my progression. You'll see where I start to not suck. And maybe at first, it'll be funny to see how much I suck. (laughs) I'm sure it will be for a lot of people that are maybe doing the same thing as me. uh, Try and stand up or already stand up. So if you're listening and you're one of those types of people, maybe you'll you'll hear me and and go, wow, at least I'm not that bad. (laughs) But hopefully 
some people will listen and go, wow, that guy is all right. Maybe I'll try to stand up. But on the other hand, uh, that's more competition. And if anything, I don't want more competition. So fucking don't do that. Don't be inspired by what I'm doing. Just listen and go, wow, that's kind of funny. I'm glad uh, I have a, a half hour or so to uh, just listen to some guy jabber on about what it takes to be a stand-up comedian. But I don't want to do that. No. I don't want <laughs> – just because I don't want any extra competition. So in that regard, don't do it. <laughs> but please do. <laughs> I guess I should get into the first – but when I say first, I really mean second time I've done it ever. This The first time was unfortunately not recorded, but the first time that it was recorded was actually, in fact, my second time. So let's hear that. And again, uh, I should preface, uh, <laughs> I should uh, give you a little description of what I'm talking about at the top of the show. Uh there was a guy that did what this character was called, in fact, the ranch robot, which he was a robot, and he went around the audience and jizzed ranch dressing all over the place for his entire set. So uh, just a little heads up on what I'm talking about at the beginning of the set. But this is the second time I've ever done it and the first recording. Let's check it out. All right, guys, thank you. Uh... I was here last week and uh, I was opening for the the ranch robot, and uh, now the ranch robot is opening for me. So I feel like I'm I'm coming up in the world. <laughs> if you guys saw me last week, uh, I was pretty nervous, and uh, you know I've I've been doing this not that long, and people always tell you you know that classic nervous thing of oh just picture everybody in their uh, underwear and you know it'll just be fine and there's two things wrong with that first thing if I picture all or if all of you were literally in your underwear and panties right now it wouldn't make my job any less easier I in fact it'd probably be harder to make you guys laugh because you'd be so self-conscious that you're in your underwear I'd be like the the worst person to be up here right now making people in their underwear laugh. But the the second thing that, that's uh, shitty about being nervous is that I have no imagination whatsoever because I'm over 30. When I was 16, I had an imagination that was boundless. I could imagine everybody in their underwear. <laughs> But now that I'm over 30 I, and the internet's around, I need to be just given that raw info just just constantly. Like, Miss, right here, who's on the phone? You. Yeah, the only girl in this room. <laughs> For a 30-year-old that's nervous, could you just pleasure me and tell me what kind of panties and underwear you're wearing right now? <laughs> They're called Cheeksters? Cheeky cut. That's definitely making me a little less nervous. <laughs> now, what kind of um, what kind of color is those cheeky cuts? Black. Black. Yeah. That's definitely making me not nervous. Awesome. Now, to be fair, John, what kind of thong are you wearing? 
<laughs> G-string. Okay, sweet. Cheetah. No, he's wearing <laughs> Cheetah. <laughs> I I <laughs> I wish my girlfriend wore cheetah underwear. My girlfriend thinks I'm really weird. I don't know why. But uh I think the biggest difference between men and women is that men always think of what could happen and women always think about just what happened. Like, I'll give you an example. I recently talked to her about, what if, I, what if I could just go back to college and get my master's degree in astronomy and I could get a job at the SETI Institute and then one day I could talk to aliens from another galaxy. That would be awesome. And she's just thinking to herself, what the fuck? You just lost your job, the rent just got raised, and I just got pregnant. This is totally not on the same wavelength. One minute right there. I'll leave it with uh, an impression. I do impressions if you guys uh, haven't known. Uh, this is an impression of Michael McDonald with Alzheimer's. I can't forget what is the name of my dog. I can't forget what's a woofy dog, Mr. Scraps. All right, thank you guys. Wasn't that fabulous? Wasn't that set just the most spine-tingling, laugh-out-loud uh, thing that you've ever heard in your life? No, of course not. It was horrible. That set was horrible. And why wouldn't it be? It was your second set ever in your life. <laughs> so that what it's, that's what it sounds like on an average open mic when you're starting out raw. Now, I will go over a little bit of it it did start out kind of all right uh i did a little crowd work you know started out with the ranch robot kind of tried to play it off but then i started getting a little in retrospect i don't understand how i got away with this but i went off in this weird tangent and ended up asking a girl what type of panties she was wearing and i don't know how i didn't get slugged on stage but somehow it worked, and even the next comic after me said, how the fuck did that guy just talk about panties <laughs> for a or ask some girl about his pa her panties? And I was like, yeah, uh, how did I get away with that? <laughs> but I will say, and now that I'm hearing it again, she said she had black panties, and that just means, hey, man, Good on you. The guy that she was with is definitely getting late after that because he was like, if anything, should be giving me a high five because now he knows, oh, she wore black panties? I'm getting laid tonight. So if anything, he should have been giving me like $5 or something for like giving him that little tidbit. Anyway, I do think that, that there is something to say about the old adage of just picture everybody in their underwear. That just makes it so much better. Like, what? No? That just makes it so I'm sitting in front of 10,000 people in their underwear. That's even weirder. <laughs> I don't want to be picturing just a bunch of people in their underwear casually watching me try to tell jokes to them. That's even more absurd. 
<laughs> so that doesn't make me less nervous. That makes me nervous and bewildered. <laughs> oh, well. But I do feel that I need to tighten that up. The whole lesson of this episode is I need some energy. I definitely need energy because I am so nervous. I'm I'm just deflating all of the life out of the room every time I go on stage. And, and it's because I'm fucking nervous. <laughs> it's not like this where I'm talking to myself and I don't know who's listening or whatever and it's just out in the ether. No, you see everybody around you, especially in these open mics. It's not like a theater where you might see the first three rows or whatever and then it's all black or whatever and you can't see or there's so many lights that... Yeah, you can know you, you. I'm not an idiot. You you can tell, duh, that it's a huge crowd. But I want to know from other stand-ups that might be listening to this, what made you get over your nerves, or are you still nervous to this day? And will do you ever not get nervous? Is it nerves forever, or is it just someday around ten thousand you know times that you do it? You just suddenly go, oh, well, I guess I'm not nervous anymore, and I'll just be this persona. But I want to know, how long does it take to get over the nerves? And does it ever get, uh, you know, fully gone? So if you're listening in whatever realm of comedy that you are, uh, please let me know at thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com. Write me a letter or write me an email saying anything that you want about how you got over your nerves or if you're still nervous and what it takes to do a good job even though you're fucking nervous as hell. And I will tell you, in a few episodes from now, you will see the epitome of where that nervousness gets. I fucking bomb hard. But that is a teaser for another episode. So let's keep going on what I did this episode. So after I talk about some girl's panties, maybe a little too long, I end up moving into bitching about my girlfriend, (laughs) which totally doesn't hit in the slightest. And I don't know why I said it. It was totally a forced joke because I was just trying to think of what is one way guys are and what is the opposite of that and try to show it in some real realm of what women are and it did not hit and there were men and women so I don't care what gender it was it it did not laugh (laughs) no one laughed (laughs) no gender laughed (laughs) and I can see why because it got a little too real and I and I always try to run some of these jokes by my girlfriend and it's interesting because she is the most, she is the hardest critic. She is the hardest person to make laugh. <laughs> so I know if it didn't make her laugh, it's probably not going to make a majority of the other people laugh. I don't know, though. It's probably going to make a bunch of people laugh. But if it doesn't make her laugh, it's it's a good sign that there's something not funny about it. <laughs> But I will say that it wasn't the worst that I could have had starting out. See, I think that that's a big thing about this is that it's always a work in progress. And I think any comic that listens right now will agree that every set that they do 
will always go to the next set and try to be that much better. They're always trying to be a little better than their last performance. And maybe it won't be better. Maybe it'll be 10 times worse. But at least they're going to, it takes them to that next level. Nothing, no matter how good or bad, makes them not want to do their job anymore. It just makes them want to do it again twice as hard. No matter how much they kill and no matter how much they bomb, it just makes them want to go 10 times harder that next time they go on stage. And right now, I am not feeling that in the slightest. <laughs> every time I bomb or every time I go on stage, I am I'm definitely going, why am I doing this again? Why am I trying to make people laugh and why am I not getting that done on stage edit <laughs> and i feel like patrick dempsey in can't buy me love when everybody finds out that he paid that girl to be his girlfriend when he paid cindy to be his girlfriend and everybody found out at the party that's how it feels like when i bomb every time everybody after i go off stage is just like that they just they just turn their their shoulders and go get away from uh, what did you do you just bombed oh my god why did you say that and i just feel like oh my god i feel so dejected but that's the hope that someday i won't be bombing and i won't even say that this was considered a bomb this recording i don't feel it was i think that there was a few laughs but it wasn't like i killed or anything it was definitely a a slow maybe of three at best out of five. I would say, yeah, I barely passed. Maybe a C plus, B minus, may, probably more on the C. <laughs> but all in all, it definitely makes me want to do it again. I have done it again. I will keep doing it again because this podcast is also a huge motivation why I want to keep doing it because it one fuels the other. The podcast fuels the the stand up and the stand up fuels the podcast. It's a cyclical thing, guys. It just is like a snake eating its own tail <laughs> in some weird random uh way. So, hopefully you guys will keep listening. Uh I will end it with this I love to do impressions, and I feel like the impression that I did at the last, uh, this end of the uh, the first set was, in my opinion, just on dead ears. Nobody know who Michael McDonald was. I understand he's not the most relevant person ever to be, uh, you know, in the lexicon, or he's not, you know, in the latest Us Weekly or People Magazine, but I feel like a lot of people know Michael McDonald, and if I had some music behind me, I think the impression would have worked a lot better. So let's do that right now and get some music on this podcast and so I can do the impression right. I can't forget what is the name of my dog. I can't forget was it Wolfie or Mr. Scraps? <laughs> All right, guys. Definitely thanks for listening to the first episode of This Comics Life with me, your host, D. Williams. 
Tune in next week, and we'll have a lot more episodes to come, and we'll have fun listening to this journey to stand-up stardom. All right, guys. Tune in and subscribe to iTunes or wherever you get podcasts and listen. All right. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Bye.